There he is. And there they are. And we're back with the Fantasy Flock. It is your boy, Seth Kaplan, a.k.a. Capital Theory, a.k.a. your Fantasy Doctor, a.k.a. Who am I with? Carge in Charge. That's right. That's your boy, Steve Carges. We're here, and we're bringing you another live edition of Fantasy Flock. And just want to remind you all to go to fantasyflock.com, check out our trade disputer. It's absolutely free. So if you have any arguments in your leagues about anything at all, whether it's a trade or rules, the Fantasy Flock's here to resolve any issues. We resolve the issues. It is week five. I'm bringing out the tissues. We're just doing it, man. We're into the heart of the season. Things are happening. Trades are happening. Crazy things are going on in everybody's leagues. The, the bad teams are becoming the bad teams. The good teams are becoming the good teams. The competitive leagues is, are still wide open. How do you feel right now, week five? I'm feeling great about my, my fantasy football teams. I'm really excited because there's a lot of information out there now, so we know who's who and who's not. And the fantasy flock's always going to help you to, to identify who that is. And if you're out there, you, you know, I hope you're all trade raping some of your, uh, some of your counterparts out there. Seth, have you made any good trades this year? I've made so many good trades this year. I actually just traded Latavius Murray for Odell Beckham Jr. Just an absolute great trade. I needed a receiver. I have Matt Forte at running back. I have so many running backs on my team in terms of depth. It was a really, really good trade for me. Um, aside from that, I've made I've made a lot of really uh, I've made a lot of trades across the board in all my leagues. How about you? Yeah, I think my favorite trade of the year. I always like to do two for one trades where I'm normally receiving the one. So what I'm going to do is I'm always going to identify uh, different number one running backs or number one wide receivers and make that trade two for one. I always want the stud. So one trade that really sticks out for me that I made is I traded away Marshawn Lynch and Jarvis Landry, and in return I got Jamal Charles. Which is a great trade because you tra- you traded a Marshawn Lynch who clearly is not the Marshawn Lynch of old. You traded a Jarvis Landry on a Miami Dolphins team that's really, really bad right now. You traded two maybe good players for a great player late in the season that's going to help you out. Absolutely. So I'm really stoked about that. I have Jamal Charles on my team, and I'm looking to win a fantasy football championship. Hey, fantasy football championships is what we're all about. You actually made it to the finals last year against me and lost, but maybe this is your year to win it. So, uh, you know, be- before we started this podcast, Case, you-, you had a case of the giggle panties, and I'm actually staring at Seth right now, and he's, he's just all smiles today. How was your day today? I'm, you know, I'm just having a great day. It's Thursday. It's Thirsty Thursday. I'm thirsty for some football. We got the Colts. We got the Texans on tonight. Two juggernaut teams. Yeah, and so tell us, you know, what is Seth's drink of choice? When you're sitting there football Sunday analyzing each and every game, what's your go-to? What are you drinking? I'm going to make a shout-out to uh, to Stephen Pirtle here because he's going to really like this one. Myrtle um, Pirtle. Myrtle Pirtle Beach. You know, they call me the Corona-like kid. And the reason why they call me the Corona-like kid is because I've been known to have a whole 12-pack of Coronas over a Sunday, but you got to go Corona-light. you got to keep that six-pack in, intact. Absolutely. I'm more of an IPA guy. And on my side of things, I'm actually watching a dog this week, and it's going, it's going really well. I, I'm not a pet owner, and I've never actually had a dog in my house. Um, there's just one small thing that's kind of uh, throwing me for a loop. And what is that loop? Yeah, so uh, I'm not a big fan of walking the dog because I'm always in fear that he's going to take a giant crap somewhere along the way, and I'll have to clean it up. I don't want to have to touch the poop, even if there's a bag over my hand. So, you know, I have, I have what I call the Willie style, Big Willie style. You big know Willie? Yeah, you know what I'm referring to? It sounds like the Willennium's coming. 
Yeah, so Will Smith, in one of his famous songs, said, it's for the look, I don't like it. And what I'm getting at is, so I'm walking the dog, and I'm always carrying the bag around, and, um, you know, I just... <laughs> <laughs> giggle pants kid! I guess I'm the giggle panties I gave, kid. I, I, I gave the card in charge, the giggle panties. So I'm walking around with the bag, and, you know, I, I know the big crap's coming eventually somewhere along this walk, and there it is, the big crap. So I look to my right, look to my left, make sure no one's looking. You know, I, I do a pretend scoop with the bag, and then <laughs> I just go on my merry way. <laughs> and, then, and then here comes Katie, an eight-year-old girl on a bike, just right into a, a reeking pile of warm poop. So I'm, I'm a bandit. I'm, he called I'm, the shit poop. Call, call me the shit bandit, whatever you want to call me. I'm guilty. I'm that guy who leaves the shit on the street, which is why I'm not a pet owner. Newsflash, it is Thursday night, and the card is not in charge right now. Yeah, let's give a little Thursday night preview, jump right into it. Uh, who do you like in tonight's game? I actually really like Houston in tonight's game. Uh, a lot of injuries, Vontae Davis and Andrew Luck, the notable ones in Indianapolis. Both sides of the ball just going to be really, really weak. Houston's at home. Arian Foster, this is his breakout game. Just, just watch out for Arian Foster tonight to tear up a really bad Colts defense. And who do you think that we're, you know, if you had to find, for DFS purposes, we're reaching for some deep sleepers tonight. Who are your deep sleepers? A uh, deep sleeper in mine would actually be Jalen Strong, active tonight. Uh, rookie wide receiver. We talked about him before the season started. Um, expect him to, to maybe make a little bit of an impact tonight. If he goes for seven catches at over 100 yards, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Throw in a touchdown, you made us win your DFS league. Yeah, he's built very similar, similarly to Hopkins on the other side of the ball. If Vontae Davis happens to play, Jalen Strong is in line for a, a pretty heavy workload. What's your thoughts on Arian Foster tonight? Does he finally have, does he emerge, or is he going to kind of show what he did last week? I think Arian Foster has a breakout game, like I said, against a bad defense. Expect between 18 and 25 carries, maybe 115 yards if he gets in the end zone. We will see the old Arian Foster. And on the other side of the ball, what are you expecting with Hasselback under center? We watched, it, we watched it last week against the Jags, and nothing was pretty. And I expect more of nothing to be pretty to happen again. I feel somewhat confident that Frank Gore will have a decent game, but he's not my favorite option this week. I think Moncrief will have a decent game. Not my favorite option this week either, at receiver. Yeah, so Frank Gore and a PPR, I, I'd say he's probably going to have 15 points. Uh, not going to be anything special. The guy that I really like for fantasy purposes... This is the kicker, Adam Vinatieri. That's about the only thing that I see that's positive in Indianapolis for this particular game. It's funny because I, I have him starting in three of my five serious leagues. <laughs> yeah, and if he's anything like the Chiefs kicker, then uh, you're, you're due for 20-plus points this week. I mean, hey, here's the thing. This is the year where a kicker actually makes a big difference. I guess so. And how do you feel about having kickers in leagues? Like For me, they really frustrate me. I'm actually thinking about removing them from all the, the leagues that I commission. If every league that I play in removed the kicker position, you would have no complaints from me. All right. So, you know, we got a case of the giggle panties. Real today. fast, you said. All right. <laughs> we, 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 got, we, got, uh, we got a little story. On you know who you reminded me of? You reminded me of Rob Schneider in 51st Dates when he says, Fish, right on. Ho, ho. All right. So I'm just kidding, Moo Moo. Let's jump right into it. Let, let's do it. Let's get into the injuries, news, notes. Big Ben possibly coming back week eight. Right now, you trade for him because people are low on him. They're sashing him on the roster. People, you know, let's say you have Big Ben and you've lost a couple games. You're desperate for some, for some talent. Let's say you're on the upswing. Trade for Ben Roethlisberger. He'll be back week eight, and he'll be Big Ben. He'll have Mar Marty B. He'll have Antonio B. He'll have Le'Veon B. He has three Bs. 
Yeah, he does. He's a top three quarterback going forward once he returns back from that uh, sprained MCL. And look for him to pick up right where he left off. Uh, Antonio Brown, obviously that increases his value. And Martavis Bryant coming back this week as well, which is really exciting. Do you start Martavis Bryant? Uh, if I'm really thin at wide receiver, to, uh, to me, I want to see what happens with, with Vic. I know he threw that touchdown in preseason, but that is preseason. I think Martavis Bryant is startable if you're thin at receiver. Yeah, he's a great flex option. And on to uh, Washington, Coach Jay Gruden said today that uh, he has not lost trust in Matt, Matt Jones despite the two fumbles at the goal line. Uh, last week, he was against a great run defense in Philly. So, you know, what do you take from, from this backfield? What, what's going on with the Redskins backfield? I actually think Matt Jones is still the guy uh, to own moving forward. This, I mean, anything like right now, I don't feel confident starting any of them, to be honest. No, for me, it's a, unless I'm absolutely desperate in the running back position, it's a backfield that I just want to avoid at all costs. Sell, sell, sell on all of the running backs in Washington. Not a big, not a big fan of Alfred Morris. Definitely not a big fan of uh, Matt Jones going forward, just because there's a timeshare. Now, maybe there's an injury that goes down and makes one of these guys relevant. But for now, it's a it's a big timeshare. It's a big timeshare right now, but but definitely monitor the situation. And in other news, we have Deshaun Jackson. He he participated in individual drills today, um, but it was said said by uh, Jay Gruden. He said that he's not going to rush back Deshaun Jackson. Uh, do you think he plays this week? Uh, you know what? I, I I don't think he plays. I think if he does, he's going to be Deshaun Jackson. He could be a hit or miss wide receiver too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if he does play this week, I might keep him on my bench unless I'm absolutely desperate in like the flex position or wide receiver two position. But I think there's some other viable options. I really don't think he'll get the go this week. Um, But with uh, Jordan Reed also being injured, he's actually has his fifth concussion. He could be out for the foreseeable future. Uh, So if Deshaun Jackson does play, I mean, maybe that gives him some upside. But they're really hurting at wide receiver and tight end right now. Yeah, they are. There's not a lot of options for uh, Kirk Cousins to throw to. So if one of these running backs does have a good game, um, that's where maybe uh, maybe you either can sell or maybe you could buy. I mean, maybe someone emerges this week. And how about this big news? Deion Lewis agreed to a two-year contract extension from the Patriots worth over $3 million. Yeah, the, the Patriots really, really like him. He's like Shane Vereen on steroids. He's just as good as catching the ball. He's younger. He's a better talent. And here's the thing. People could see that LeGarrette Blunt in week three, they, they could see that he got three touchdowns. Yeah, he got three touchdowns, but it was all because of game flow. Deion Lewis is getting the looks. He's getting the carries. He's getting the touches. Absolutely. And I was on record saying, let's just avoid the Patriots' backfield altogether this season. I'm going to retract that statement. I love Deion Lewis. I own Deion Lewis in three of my five leagues. If you happen to pick him up off the waiver wire, you're sitting pretty. He's a solid running back, too. Arguably a low end wide, or excuse me, running back two or running one. back one. Yeah, yeah, for there sure. it is. And speaking of running backs, uh, uh, Booby Dixon. Yeah, big Booby Dixon. He has a chance to start this week uh, for sure. LaShawn Le- McCoy seems like there's really no chance of him starting. Then you have Senior Carlos Williams, who also is, Carlos, who also is doubtful to be, to be playing this week. So Anthony Dixon, Booby Dixon, could be the guy to start against Tennessee. I still don't like the move unless you're really desperate at running back. Yeah, I mean, would I start him over Matt Jones? Yeah, I would because he's going to get the bulk of the carries. I mean, he might get 15 to 20 carries with three to four grabs. So the volume's going to be there. The volume's going to be there. My thing is if he doesn't get in the end zone, it could be a dud. 
Absolutely. And uh, Sammy Watkins, he was spotted taking part in individual drills today. Um, but, you know, I'm not too optimistic about the fact that he'll start. And if he does start, he's only been averaging uh, just about eight points a game. Uh, so he's really not even a viable start if he is healthy. Yeah, Sammy Watkins is not a guy that I start uh, maybe for another couple of weeks. I, I do think he bounces back second half of the season. But right now, right now, just be patient with him and hold off. Yeah, and on to Jacksonville, Marquise Lee, who's been an absolute bust of a draft pick. Uh, he, he looks like he's going to actually probably start this week, um, but he's just not a guy who's relevant for fantasy purposes. No, I don't, I don't play him in, in any format. And Alan Hearns, he's back to practice. Now, this is a great wide receiver, two wide receiver, three to have on your team. Alan Hearns actually won me a week last week. I had him in my flex position because I was desperate. Mm-hmm. Uh, went with him, and he just balled out. Last week was his week. For those of you that that think he's going to be the answer every weekend and week out, I think he's kind of a boom-bust type of play. I think Alan Robinson still is the guy there, but Alan Hearns had a great week last week, and it's good news that he's practicing. Absolutely. And uh, in the million-dollar contest, Blake Bortles, uh, Alan Hearns Connect was the, uh, the winner, it right? He was the millionaire winner, yep. Pretty crazy to think about. I mean, who would have thought Alan Hearns Blake Bortles? Not not us. Who would have thought Alan Hearns would make someone other than himself a million dollars? Yeah, and uh, let's see. Or uh, any Jaguar for that matter. You know, one guy that we didn't. Uh, so so another note about tonight's game: Cecil Short and Nate Washington are out of the game, and Keith Mumphrey is actually another deep deep sleeper. M- yeah, M- Mumphrey may actually be the more popular pick over Jalen Strong because they expect him to be the number two guy technically in Houston. The reason why I like Jalen Strong is because I think that there's just some speed there and there's just a lot of upside. I think that people aren't going to be targeting him. He's young. He's quick. It's a Thursday night game. Something crazy could happen. Um, Mumphrey, he's a decent option. He did get four catches on seven targets last week. However, I'm, I'm not going to buy that, Keith, that, that, that Mumphrey has a huge game tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And then Marshawn Lynch, as we already mentioned, uh, he's still dealing with a hamstring issue. He was a non-participant. So what do you think this does for Rawls? Is Rawls a go this week? I don't like either player this week against Cincinnati's defense. I don't like I don't like either play. I don't like the Seattle's. I don't like the Seahawks' offense at all this season. When Lynch was in, he didn't look good. Uh, when Rawls was in last week, he didn't look good. Uh, no one really looks good. I I really I wouldn't want to be in a position where I'm starting either one of these guys. Yeah, same here. I mean, again, if I need a running back too, I'm going to start Rawls. He's probably going to start this week. Monitor the Lynch situation. If Lynch is a go and he's sitting on your bench, I mean, you you just have to play him, right? You do, but it's one of those situations like, hmm, I'm going to play this guy because of his name. And it's one of those situations. You have to play him. All right, if we knew that Lynch was going tonight, would you start him over Gore? Or would you rather start Gore? I'd probably rather start Frank Gore. Yeah, same here. Uh, so we're not too high on Lynch. I mean, he was the model of consistency over the last three years. and Father time. Yeah, he may have hit that. Well, well here's wall. the thing. The Seahawks offense is not connecting at all as a whole. The, nothing looks good there. Doug Baldwin has probably been the best, the best player. Agreed. Uh, and then on to other news in San Francisco. Not that much news out of San Francisco means anything, but we do have Vernon Davis. Uh, he was limited at practice. And I think he'll he'll end up going, but I mean he's not even a guy that I look at anywhere. He, he shouldn't be even rostered. I don't think at this point. I don't think so either. Uh, but what we do want to do today is actually talk a little DFS. A little DFS. What does that stand for? Daily fantasy sports. I thought it was dumbfounded Steve. 
And we actually have a call. That's Julio Jones on the phone. Just kidding. I wish it was a little Julio J on the phone. Absolutely. So uh, let's go ahead and, and jump into it. What do you say? You want to create a lineup right out, live on air? Let's do it live on air. Let's go for that million. All right. We're going to be entering in a pool with uh, 575,000 people. So this is a big tournament play. This is where you have to go with, with those risky guys, that those deep sleepers. This is how you win the tournament. Uh, no one would have really thought Alan Hearns was going to be the guy last week, but he won the tournament. Yeah, uh, he did win the tournament for you, and uh, we're going to be digging deep here. We're going to be finding these guys who are going to help you win a championship, but also we're going to take you through our mindset and and take you through our step-by-step process and how we design a, uh, a winning roster. So, Seth, uh, I always like to start with wide receiver. Wide receivers generally, especially in a PPR format, score more than running backs. That's the new trend. So in DraftKings, the setup is you have one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, a flex, which I generally like to put a wide receiver in if I can, and a defensive player as well. There is no kicker because, let's face it, we don't want to deal with a kicker. If a kicker is going to make or break your week, that just sucks. Yeah, it really does suck. Um, So who are some of the receivers that stand out to you right away? Yeah, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to, I'm going to choose a wide receiver and you're going to choose a wide receiver. Just the best guy on the board. We're not even going to worry about costs. We're just going to throw in the best guy. We're trying to get points here. Yes. So who's your favorite wide receiver and talk us through your process as you're selecting. I'm going to say, I want to go with Odell Beckham Jr. this week. And I want to go with Odell Beckham against the 49ers defense, which is just miserable. Um, He is, he is a pricey player, but I think that Beckham still hasn't had that breakout week. I think this is the week. Yeah, just to give you an idea of the price point of him, he's $9,000. The most expensive player on the board is Julio Jones, who's actually going to be our wide receiver, too. So we're really spending the money there at wide receiver, 9200 and then 9000 uh, Julio and Odell Beckham Jr. Granted, these guys could both just have monster games this week. Yeah, they absolutely could, and I feel really comfortable about it. I mean, these guys are the model of consistency. Yeah, I have zero worries about this, and and we'll make up for the money elsewhere. Exactly. We're going to have to go cheap elsewhere. We'll talk (laughs) about that as we get there. So uh, now, I mean, we we need another wide receiver. Um, But before we choose that, maybe we want to jump into our quarterback because uh, whoever we select at our quarterback is really going to influence our wide receiver three as we generally like to make that connection, uh, the connect, because we want to have, let's say we have – if we end up choosing Eli Manning, then we already have Odell Beckham, now, which are connects. Now, right now, Eli Manning or Matt Ryan would be great picks because you would have a connect. Um, but maybe if we go look a little further down, I mean, Carson Palmer is cheaper than both of them, and he's got Detroit. Phillip Rivers is against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at home on Monday night. Sam Bradford against a really bad New Orleans defense at home in Philly. Uh, Marcus Mariota even has some appeal this week uh, against Buffalo in Tennessee. Uh, who do you, who do you like here? I, I really like Alex Smith uh, against Chicago in a in a weird in a weird matchup, and I really like Jay Cutler against Kansas City. Yeah, so you know what scares me about Alex Smith is that he's only thrown up until two weeks ago he hasn't thrown a touchdown to a wide receiver in over a year. That wide receiver being Jeremy Macklin. Um, so I'm not big on uh, Alex Smith. Who was the other one you mentioned? Jay Cutler? I really like Jay Cutler this week. Uh, Kansas, Kansas City has the worst pass defense in football. Yeah, their, uh, their pass defense has been just absolutely atrocious. Um, let me just throw, throw one out there. And this will sound wild to our audiences, but 
What are your thoughts on Colin Kaepernick at $5,200? It's really hard for me to buy into Colin Kaepernick for any amount of money in any situation. Um, Tyrod Taylor had a miserable week against the Giants last week, and I don't think Kaepernick does anything better. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I like about Kaepernick is he does scramble a little bit. Rushing touchdowns are worth six points. True. New York Giants defense, not that great. But also, when I'm looking at the stats here, he's pretty low-owned. Actually, only 1% of uh, people own Colin Kaepernick in tournaments, and that makes him attractive to me. Yeah, there's definitely some appeal there in terms of equity because if he does become that player who has that big week, uh, he's the type of guy that, that where you could win when you're league on. But the guy that I personally like the best out of this group is Sam Bradford against New Orleans. I like Sam Bradford. I, I just the Eagles situation has just looks so weird this year. Um, but Sam Bradford just could be the week against New Orleans at home in Philly. I mean, that, that's it's a home run. I mean, I, I'm predicting them to win 35-14. I think that um, the Philadelphia Eagles finally get on the the winning track and just absolutely blow them out. But, um, Go with some Sam Bradford. Throw it in there. How, how about this? Let's uh, let's pick a quarterback that's $5,800 or less. Someone okay. cheap. Okay. And uh, who do you like? Who, who's your number one of the list that we're looking at here for 5800 and under? At $5,300, Jay Cutler against the worst pass defense in the league. All right. So uh, Jay Cutler, and I guess mine would be, you know, to a point that you made earlier, would be Tyrod Taylor. So, uh, But I'm going to let you pick. You want to go Cutler? Cutler, 5,300. Boom. Cutler's in. Now, do we want to uh, go to tight end and, and throw in his uh, number one pass receiving uh, tight end? Do we want to go with Marty Bennett? We could go with some Martellus B. All right, let's do it. Done. So I, th- ha- I think that's the best connect. I mean, we could go Alshon Jeffrey. But we do have the hookup, and we're not sure about Alshon Jeffrey's status. Yeah, and that, that's, a, that's a major risk. Uh, you know, the good thing about Alshon is that he's really low-owned. Right. Marty Bennett, we know that he's going to be pretty pretty well-owned. But, you know, the, the Chiefs' uh, pass defense has been really miserable this year. Yeah, the, the Chiefs' pass defense is just allowing so many points. Jay Cutler back in the groove a little bit. Um, I really like Martellus' Bennett's matchup, too. I really like the hookup. He, he was the PPR king last week, and we're absolutely going to roll him out. So, uh, you know, take us through your mindset now, Seth. You know, where would you go next? Well, we, we don't have any running backs yet. Uh, that's an interesting uh, thing. And also, do we want to go with the defense? Yeah, we, we might want to plug the defense in there and then worry about our budget afterwards. I mean, we're really overspending here. I mean, we spent 5000 on Marty Bennett. Uh, 5300 on Jay Cutler, which is... Yeah, overspending is something, you know, nothing that I'm, you know, not used to. I'm, I'm you know, but, but hey, here we are, overspending again, and you know what? It feels better than ever. So who's your favorite defense this week, uh, regardless of cost? You know, there's a few that really stand out to me, and I actually really like the Bengals against the Seahawks this week. Call me crazy, but I really like Cincinnati's defense against a struggling Seattle offense. I think it's a very low-owned pick. You think they're going to be able to contain Russell Wilson? Not only do I think they'll be able to contain Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson has looked miserable. Yeah, and it's $2,800, kind of middle of the pack. To your point, they're only 3% owned. Let's throw them in there. Let's, th- let's throw them Bengals in there. Perfect. And just to give you an idea of the range of the cost of defenses, Seattle's number one at 4000 Don't buy them. They're not worth that price. They're great NFL defense, but for fantasy purposes, they're just not that good. And the Lions, uh, or excuse me, the Saints bring up the rear at 2200 uh, We spent only 2800 on the Bengals, which is relatively cheap. 
Yeah, definitely uh, middle of the pack, uh, saving some money. But the Bengals, hey, they, they've, they've looked really good so far. Agreed. So And the Seahawks haven't. So when we're looking at, uh, at the next way to go, we need one more wide receiver, a flex, and two running backs. Uh, where do you want to go from here? <clears throat> well, what's your thought on going, uh, on going cheap at running back? That's exactly what I want to do. I like to spend on the wide receivers, get the guys I know who are going to hit, and uh, I'll be stingy on the running back position. It is are, are guys like Booby, uh, Booby Dixon, or Antonio Andrews, even guys you would consider this week? You see, I, I, Booby Dixon in a big tournament, no. Because, if, because people are going to be on him. Because he's pretty heavily owned. Exactly. I, I agree with you on that 100%. Uh, I think Danny Woodhead could have a big week this week against Pittsburgh. But he's still, you know, you got to pay the price for him. He's still $4,600. Um, other guys to consider, you know, David Johnson. But then we're moving a little bit further down. And he's very, you know, boomer bust type of play. But he could also be the reason why you win a tournament. Um, so he's a, he's a guy to consider. Todd Gurley's pretty cheap. Yeah, Todd Gurley. I'm thinking he's going to be virtually owned by almost everybody at that price point at 4300 Yeah, I, I like TJ Yeldon against Tampa Bay. Um it could be the big come out week for him. Actually, that's a really cool pick. I like that pick. Yeah, I think it's a it's one of those picks. He's forty four hundred dollars. I don't think he's a very popular guy right now in the league. And I think it's one of those games where T.J. Yeldon could have a really good game. I mean, are you going to take T.J. Yeldon or are you going to take Todd Gurley? Most people are going to go Todd Gurley, so we need to go against the grain. I mean, we have to beat out five hundred seventy five thousand people. To win the million. Yeah, which is just a walk in the park for us. Yeah, I mean, the fantasy flock. I mean, you're listening to a million-dollar lineup going right now. Yeah, you're listening to the kids. The Corona-like kids. The Corona-like kid with the tissue. So uh, <laughs> That's funny, too, because I'm normally the IPA guy. But you know what? Sometimes you just, you know, you got to find your beach. Let's, uh, let's search around here. Let's dig really deep. I mean, we did just talk up a big game on Deion Lewis. We did, and, and Deion Lewis I've used in a couple of lineups already for, uh, for DraftKings this week. I like Doug Martin against Jacksonville on the other side of the ball, too. Just go heavy on that run game? You know, it, it's, not, it's not the worst call. I, I, I've, seen, I've seen worse things. The thing that kind of detracts me from Doug Martin is he doesn't catch too many balls out of the backfield with Sims being there. What's your thought on Ronnie Hillman against Oakland? Ronnie H could go nuts. Absolutely. You know, he's mentally insane. Let's do it. Let's go with that Ronnie Hillman. And, and keep in mind, he's a little bit more expensive than uh, Deion Lewis and Doug Martin, but his ownership levels are going to be really low. Yeah, you know, it, I'm going to have to call up old Uncle Ronnie and, and, and ask for a big game. Now, one wide receiver that we haven't really talked about who I really like this week is Kendall Wright. What do you think about him? So you want to go to wide receiver now? I think he's great. I don't well, think he's we, we have a wide receiver and a flex. So we could go. It's going to be a wide receiver, probably. Yeah, I, I like him at fifty four hundred dollars. It's it's a really attractive price. I look at uh, Allen Robinson, only a hundred dollars more. Uh, I like I, both these. Guys. I like both of those guys as well. well let's uh, let's just take a look at, at some of these options here. I think we could. Oh uh, no, we can't afford both of them. No, I, no, we can't. We're just a little bit shy of that. We've, we're working with ninety four hundred dollars, which isn't bad. No, all things considered. Um, what about Tavon Austin? I mean, that's a sneaky play. I mean, it's boom or bust. I mean, this guy could literally destroy our roster. Did you say sneaky? Did you mean to say stanky? I did stanky, Pete. Oh, okay. It's all right. I forgive you. Um, Yeah, I really like those guys. How about Kamar Aiken? I think he's going to be too heavily owned. Yeah, I mean, he's an attractive name right now. Well, I think he's playing against a really bad pass defense, and he's the only guy in Baltimore. So I think he's a good play in regular leagues. I don't like him in DFS, though. You think he's going to be too heavily owned? 
I think he's going to be too heavily owned. Too many, too many podcasts like us are talking him up right now. True. And Steve Smith, he, uh, he he's going to be out. So he is a number one wide receiver. He, he is going to put up – I think he is going to get his catches and he's going to get his yards. And what about a guy that's returning from uh, a su- suspension at $3,800 of Martavis Bryant? Well, what I think about it with that is that San Diego does have the best pass defense in the NFL right now. Do they? I think they do. All right. Um, and who called that out earlier on the air? Me. I said they were pretty, <laughs> the heartbreak pretty, kid. pretty nasty pass defense. They do. Uh, Brandon Flowers should be healthy for that I, game. I just don't like him because Michael Vick is there and it's his first game back. Yeah, I remember in the preseason they had a really good rapport. But no, no, uh, no, chances are I'll probably go for 400 yards and six touchdowns after. And, and win you the week single-handedly. Sure. Easy, yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see. So, but 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 Aiken is a good is a good cost though. He's a really good value. Absolutely. If you're digging deep, he's not a bad option. Now, now would you consider Clay Aiken? I would. Yeah. I mean, he's a great singer. I mean, if you're, if, if you're faking, you're Clay Aiken. Yeah. Yeah. He's got great hairstyle. I, I like everything about it. What about Seth Roberts? You know, I'd rather take Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that one out there. You know, uh, but Seth Roberts could be the guy that wins you the week against the Denver defense, who you would never play any receiver against. And what if he gets two touchdowns or something? That's crazy. That would be absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of guys here, but but we need to make a decision. We do. Uh, let's go. Let's 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 spend a little. Uh, you said who'd you say you liked? Uh, Live a little bit. K- Kendall Wright. You want to go Kendall Wright? I like Kendall Wright's matchup. I really I I love, love the matchup. Kendall Wright's been great this year. All right, now that gives us a little bit to work with. I mean, we'd still have four thousand dollars to work with. That's four K of just straight cash. I like the case. The case. All right, so let's see who's who's at four thousand, Steve. If you if you want to scroll down, we're a little high there. Um. Well, Kamara Aiken is available still at thirty eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Mart- Marty B. Marty Martavius Bryant is there. Um, those guys are there. Danny Amendola. You know, he could be the guy that gets two touchdowns this week, and he could. Who the hell would expect it? But hey, we, we'd look pretty smart. We would look really smart. Hanky Panky's there. Leonard Hankerson. Uh, I, I don't like him this week. Let's see. Let's keep let's keep working this wire. Darius Hayward Bay. Michael Vick's number one receiver. Big old Crowder. Crowding the—that's that, not a bad play, actually. See, Jamison James, James, Crowder is one of my favorite plays this week for DFS, and the reason is is Garcon's banged up, and Deshaun Jackson's not going to play. It looks like, and then Jordan Reed's not playing. So, are we going to have some of that chowder with Crowder? You know, I've had chowder with the best of them, but I've never had chowder with Crowder. Then he's in, and and, and we we have five hundred dollars remaining on our salary. What do you want to do about that? Uh, well, we could look at upgrade maybe the running back position at this point. If we wanted to look at guys that maybe are a little bit, I'm surprised. I think our lineup's pretty stacked for the money that we spent. I know. I mean, we got two of two of the best wide receivers in the game. The thing is that there's a big jump from Ronnie Hillman to C.J. Anderson. It goes from 4,900 to 5,300 really, really quickly. And C.J. Anderson and Andre Ellington, who are both at 5,300, and then Lashawn McCoy at 5,500, and Carlos Williams at 5,700, are guys that you don't want to play. Definitely not. Justin Forsett is a very attractive option this week at 5800 He did come out and remind us that he's still in the league last week. Uh, $5,800, he's really, really good. I love his matchup this week. 
Yeah, we'd have to cheap out somewhere else and maybe pull a guy like Yeldon or even maybe downgrade our defense if we did want to get him in there. But I kind of want to get him in there. So why don't we get some four set in there, and then we'll see how much we're over. I believe it will be 400 Yep, $400. We've overspent. No surprise here at the Fantasy Flock. No surprise at the Fantasy Flock. So the thing is, is could we find someone instead of Crowder at $3,100? Or do you like Crowder, and do you want to remove a guy like either Kendall Wright or TJ Yeldon? Uh, for me, I'd like to remove Kendall Wright and then really work uh, one of those lowers here. All right, wide so, so, so we remove Kendall Wright. We have five grand here. What about Vincent Jackson against the Jags? Love it. Well, why don't we plug it in? I mean, he grand? scored a touchdown last week. I mean, if he gets us a touchdown. <laughs> our remaining salary just got to zero. We spent all of our money. We have Jay Cutler, TJ Yeldon, Justin Forsett, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, Vincent Jackson, Martellus Bennett, Jamison Crowder as our stinky pick of the week and the Cincinnati Bengals shank, defense. Shank. I love this lineup. There's no giggle panties here. I mean, this is we're just locking that in. I want to giggle. All right, giggle panties it is. All and right. boom, entering now, and we've locked <clears> it in. And for all, one of our, million dollars. all of our viewers out there, we will give you guys a combined 1%. Yes, that absolutely. Audience. So everyone listening out there, 1%. You heard it here. Seth will uh, donate his share. And let's uh, let's see. Steve's the type of guy when the cards are in charge is I'll ask him how is our lineup doing this week and he'll be like, man, it really didn't didn't pan out well because he put it on his account and he'll he'll go take a vacation and I'll wonder where the hell he went. Next thing next thing he knows, I'm in the Cayman Islands and uh, just just party central over here. A lot of topless topless parties. Yeah, with a hot guy and a pina colada. There we go. There he is. Well, uh, <laughs> you know the cards is in charge and that's why I'm going to bring you the. Winners. That's right. I'm only bringing you winners and winners only. So let's. I'm gonna rattle them off really quick. And my favorite play of the week, the Philadelphia Eagles minus five. Yeah, they're gonna crush New Orleans. The line actually moved to minus four and a half. So you might be able to get it around there if you want to buy the hook. Go for it. But I think, like I said earlier, uh, they win by several touchdowns. Yeah, this is a blowout. I, I don't understand the line. Yeah, I think Vegas messed that one up. And one that I snagged early, and I noticed this one. Uh, actually moved was the Jacksonville Jaguars plus three and a half. I'm not saying the Jacksonville is going to win this game, uh, I, I, but I think they do. But I think that uh, Tampa Bay wins 21-20. I think it's going to be really close, and I think that those three and a half points will come in. It, it's going to be a field goal game either way, so I like it. And another one I like a lot, and for whatever reason, I feel like Vegas really m- messed this up, is the Arizona Cardinals at Detroit. Am I missing something here? It's minus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I can see the Cardinals just, you know, just blowing them out. Cardinals, arguably one of the best teams Coming in the off league. of a loss, too, because you expect them to really, really come out strong. Yeah, the angry Arizona Cardinals, minus two and a half. Look for them to roll. 28-21, Arizona wins that game. And then, of course, I offer a 10-point teaser on the website as well, fantasyflock.com. Click on winners. And, um, you know, my favorite part of the teaser is Cleveland plus 17. Yeah, I really, really like that. Um, you also have, uh, what is that, Buffalo plus seven. But we don't want to give it all out. because And the last one is are. online. Yes. Check Please come online. Check that out. Ten point teaser. Uh, I've been on the money with my teasers. They're absolutely phenomenal. And I highly encourage you to uh, go ahead and take my picks. But let's move on to this week's Survivor. And the name of the game this week is Don't Follow the Sheep. Don't follow the sheep, but Bad. you definitely could follow the Seth Bad. and Steve. Um, yeah, don't follow the boss. But you know, you know what's funny about this is that I actually walked through a field of sheep when I was in England. 
and they literally sound exactly like you think it's fake. You think you're you're somewhere and there's this like baby monitors playing the ba noises, and it's not. It's, it's actually real. It's how they sound. They're fake animals. So I've never actually banged a sheep, but tell me what that's like. Well, <laughs> here's here's the thing. Giggle pants kid. Dun dun dun. He's back. Um. Yeah, we're gonna try and keep this show G this week. Oh, okay. Because there may be kids listening to this fucking thing. Sure. So, uh, you know, I remember you telling me a hole is a hole as long as there's a little heat in there. And I thought that uh, that's what you were gonna tell me about the heat. Straight A's and geometry. the sheep. <laughs> but, anyways, we don't. Straight A's and geometry, by the way. We wanna be the wolf in the herd of sheep this week. Yeah, so don't follow the motherfucking sheep. Instead, we want you to follow us. And we're gonna tell you some really, really good picks this week. Yeah, we uh, we want to make sure that you know you know we could easily take Kansas City uh, along with thirty percent of the rest of the pool, but I don't want you to do that. Not want- so fast. That was my Dicka reference because the Bears may may just pull my sneaky upset of the week pick. They made us pull an upset. If Alshon Jeffrey plays, watch out. Kansas City's pass defense is trash. This this could be a trap game for people that pick Kansas City. Don't follow the sheep. Yeah, and if 30% of people are on it, then that tells me automatically. I just want to fade this game. Uh, I give them about an 80% chance of winning the game. Vegas gives them an 84% chance. Seth, I don't think, gives them a chance at all. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that they have a 65 to 70% chance of winning the game. That, that's, not, that's not good enough for me. But ultimately, we just want to fade them. Fade away. Listen, let them be somebody else's problem. And let's try to gain a little bit of equity this week. Uh, I'm going to estimate that about 25% of your pool will disappear this week because the picks are going to be so spread out. And we are going to have an upset somewhere amongst those top four or five picks. And the top, uh, top pick is going to be the, um, probably, probably the Chiefs, followed by the Patriots, followed by the Packers, Giants, and Falcons. I mean, those are your top five. Right, and I, I really, but, but let's talk about the Falcons a little bit. Falcons are at home. They're undefeated. They're playing the Washington Redskins in the Dome, going for 5-0. and Washington's all banged up. Their, rece- their receivers are totally hurt. Yes, and remember, we're while Seth's playing with the sheep, we're gonna we're gonna be the the uh, the wolf here, and we're gonna go with the Falcons. And I have no idea what that meant. Well, I'm picking the Falcons too, so you may want to go with this sheep. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'm the, I guess I'm the black sheep. So bottom bottom line here, go ahead and take the Atlanta Falcons. I do want to let you know that the Falcons have trailed by double digits in the in three of the four games that they've played this year. Yeah, the Falcons win this game. Next. Yeah, so next, I like the New York Giants. Now, the Giants have screwed me a lot in Survivor. I've picked them, and they're just notorious. They're just that team in New York that screws people over. But I do really like the Giants this week. I'm not a big fan of San Francisco. Worst team in the NFL. And um, let's just go ahead and shoot for the Giants. I think the Giants feel like they should be undefeated. They're 2-2. Two and two. <laughs> nice. Giggle fans kid. Wow, no. you can't stop today. <laughs> no, the, the Giants feel like they should be 4-0. They had 10-point uh, leads going into the fourth quarter of Weeks 1 and 2. Lost both those games. Looked really, really impressive the next two games. I say they go 3-2 and two and they go above 500, and they will win the division. Wow, bold statement, bold statement. I, I don't disagree, though. I think they could win that division with Tony Romo being Is banged up. Is that two bold statements? De- Des Bryant out. And number three, and this is probably 
But, you know, if you don't want to go with one or two, I'm, I'm on board with the New England Patriots on the road. Yeah, I think the Patriots just win this game. If you want to survive, the Patriots will wibble in this game. I think they're trying to go undefeated this year. And the reason that we have them ranked number three is that they've been used by 45% of all remaining people in Survivor. Right. So because of that, I rank them a little bit lower, not because I don't like them. But if you have them, they could be a good pick because there's 45% of your pool maybe that doesn't have them. Exactly. And uh, Green Bay Packers, number four. I think they roll in this game, uh, win by a touchdown. And uh, the reason, again, they're ranked a little bit lower is that 75% of all survivor pools have used Green Bay Packers. So most people don't have them available. If you're one of the people that have them available, pick them comfortably. Here's the thing about the Packers and the Patriots. They're really good teams. They're going to win most weeks. The question is, when do you want to use them? Yeah, and, and the teams that I want you to fade, just just please fade, fade them. Fade I mean, away. They could, they could win, but I just, I don't know. I just not, I'm not feeling it. Kansas City Chiefs. Did you say Queefs? fade them Baltimore Ravens it's a division rivalry and it's a nasty division rivalry and Baltimore they're just really thin at wide receiver they don't have anyone at wide receiver notoriously Cleveland plays them well there's a little bit of history there and then uh finally the Denver Broncos another uh division rivalry Denver on the road the Raiders coming off of a loss they're not as bad as they were last year it's gonna be a close game it's in the black hole and Peyton Manning has not looked good no, he hasn't looked 100%. So go ahead and fade the Broncos. Um, but I do have a notable mention, and that's something that you kind of um, that we kind of touched on earlier, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. So, so how, how would you explain to our viewers why they're not in the top four if you think they're going to win by multiple touchdowns? Yeah, because I think that you're, you know, I only give the Eagles about a 70% chance of winning, where I have all the other four that we mentioned about 80% or higher. Um, but you think it's going to be a blowout? Yeah, so I, I do think it'll be a blowout. I got you. I, I'm, I'm on board with you. I'm just asking. But, but when I look at Vegas's numbers, uh, you know, Vegas is only giving the Eagles a 65% chance to win. Yeah, so if I, funny. if I can increase my odds and go with another team, then that's what I'm going to do. But they are a notable mention. If you're looking to get sexy with your pick, then this is the way to go. And I do want to just throw this out there to the universe. Uh, I'm just I'm going for it tonight. And in my big survivor pool, I am picking the Houston Texans over the Colts. Wow. I'm doing, Bold move. Listen, I'm not, even, I'm not even following my own advice. I'm not taking the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going with the Houston Texans. You're going with the division rivalry game on a primetime game. You are a terrible influence for our, for, our, for our fans. I know. I hate that. Do not follow me, but please do wish me luck. Well, follow us on Twitter at uh, Fantasy Flock. Of course. You do want to get on that Fantasy Flock action. Absolutely. And Birds of a feather flock together, Steve. Yeah, let's round this out with a little bit of grab bag. Sure. Bo in New Orleans asks, which one of these wide receivers do you sit this week? Sneed, Aiken, or Terrence Williams? Yeah, little Samuel Sneed, huh, Seth? <laughs> little Sammy Sneed. A little Sammy Sneed in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> well, which one of those receivers do you sit this week, Steve? Yeah, I'm thinking, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit, I'm going to sit Aiken. I disagree. I actually sit Sneed this week, and the Eagles are one of my sneaky defensive picks of the week. All right. I think you know. I think Sneed of these three guys has the highest upside. He's slowly building some rapport with Breeze, who's finally coming along with his health against a very weak pass defense in Philadelphia. So Actually, I take back my pick. I, I, I'm not hot about Terrence Williams. I said Terrence Williams this week against the Patriots. All right. I mean, he had 10 targets last week. I just don't like him against the Patriots. He only caught three of those 10 targets. Though, so <laughs> and I, there's the there's a flip side. There, that's what – yeah. So, I, yeah, Aiken's the guy just because he's unproven. I mean, he might get the volume because he's the only wide receiver in town, but I just, you know, I just don't like Aiken him. Aiken actually looked good against Pittsburgh. 
He did, um, but again, I, I'm, that's why I'm. Saying. It's a tough question. It's a tough question. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why these are your two receivers. You got to start. You got to make a trade if you got some stud, stud running backs. But uh, Aiken's the odd man out for me. And on to Sebastian in Pensacola. He wants to know who do I start this week? Demarco Murray or Andre Ellington? I'm gonna let you handle this one, Seth. Demarco Murray. Next question. Wow, no, no, uh, no explanation for him. Well, Andre Ellington. I mean, if he plays, they're gonna work him back very, very slowly. He may only be a third down back. I still think Chris Johnson's the guy this week. Yeah, Chris Johnson's earned more carries uh, based on his performance. And you're right, Andre Ellington's not 100, percent and he's proven he can't. He's not durable. I think Demarco has a bounce back game against a, a bad Saints defense. Two to three touchdowns. You think that's possible? Definitely possible. Bill and Ron have a trade dispute question. In a PPR, is Jordan Matthews for Deion Lewis a fair deal? Is In PPR, is Jordan Matthews for Deion Lewis a fair Yeah, no one's going to veto it. Yeah, that's not vetoable. I mean, you may not think it's fair because somebody picked, off, picked up Deion Lewis off the waiver wire, but, you know, it just depends on the team needs. Team needs. If you need a receiver, it's, I mean, it's a fair trade. Yeah, we're, we're going to stamp our name all over it. It's not even close. So, um, yeah, please let that deal go through in your league. Paul in Dallas wants to know if he should drop Stevie Johnson for Mr. Sneed. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, why not? Stevie Johnson, he's not going to play this week. Sneed has a high ceiling. I think that Stevie Johnson, when he does come back, has a high ceiling as well. Especially if you really need a win, you do it. You yeah. get a win. Yeah, let's, let's go with Sneed. And then uh, Joe in Denver asks, which of the two would you start? Le'Veon Bell, Ed Lacey, or Todd Gurley? Uh, I'm going to say Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley. Wow, you're going for the upside of Gurley. For me, I'm going with the consistency, Lev Bell and, and Lacey. So, uh, sorry, Joe, we weren't too much help. I think regardless of who you're you You're playing Le'Veon here, Bell. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, the obvious number one here. And then it just comes down to Lacey or Gurley. Lacey has just been frustrating in terms of his volume. Yeah, I mean, what happens if uh, Green Bay gets off to like a two-touchdown lead? I mean, that could happen against... Uh, then they'll Lewis. do what they've been doing, and they'll they'll split uh, carries with Lacey and Starks and make sure it doesn't get hurt. Well, I'm just saying Gurley might not get the volume that you need in order to be productive. So uh, that's why I lean a little bit towards Lacey. Also, remember, Lacey always gets off to slow starts. <laughs> I, I don't expect this to be a runaway game for either team. I think it's going to be a grind. Yeah, I think it'll be within a touchdown. I think Green Bay wins by a touchdown. But Agreed. But um, but time will tell. So Lev Bell, and then it just comes down to a matter of Le'Veon preference. Bell's my number one running back of the week, um, and he probably will be most weeks. Yeah, see, I've got Todd Gurley ranked six, but I've got Ed Lacey ranked four. So that's why I'm going Lacey. All right. And on that note, there he is. And there they are.